But it's better than this. No, I kind of like this. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. It's nice <laughs> <and easy. laughs> I just feel... Confined? No, I just... For the first time in my life, I feel too tall. <laughs> you know? Normally, I feel a regular amount of height. Not, not the first time in my life. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Maybe I just do this. Yeah. I feel like that's going to get real annoying real quick. I can still, like, I can see. I'll have to bump up my audio a little bit, but, like, it's it's being picked up. Oh, wait. Hold on. Oh, I'm on the Eli track. Ooh. That's okay. We'll just really accentuate our bad posture this episode. Yeah, I'm absolutely not accentuating my bad posture. Hello? (laughs) How you doing? That's how you want to start? Yeah. All right. Things start with hello. Okay. Well, I know, but, you know, I feel like you would want to introduce the audience to to this space, but I'm, I'm good. How are you? I wanted to say hi to you first. Okay, okay. Then we can say I mean, hi we to said that. hello when I walked in the door, but that's. <laughs> this is different. This is the it would be very funny hello. if. We don't. When, on the day that we've shot these, I just came in the door and we were silent. I just. Un- we as set soon as I hear up. the buzzer, I unlock the door. Uh huh. Next time. No talking. Uh-huh. No eye contact. Yeah. Bob Dylan rules. Okay. <laughs> we'll do that next I time. I would hate that. I would genuinely hate that so much. Welcome back to the Big Cat Comedy Podcast, episode two. We have successfully made another episode of this. We're official, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Not professional. How many, what percentage of podcasts do you think, after the first episode, never get a second one? Or just never have a second one? What percentage? Yeah. I feel like it's got to be a pretty high hit rate, especially amongst men in their early 20s. Yeah, that's a whole different <laughs> question. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's corporate sponsored, like that's you're gonna get like your season amount. But right. if it's just two dudes talking into microphones, I feel like there's got to be a, a high percentage that, like, within the first five. Right. I, that's what I think it is within yeah. the first five. Okay. Okay. I, I think it's close to fifteen percent. Okay, I was gonna say thirty. Thirty percent. Thirty. Three out of ten are quitters. Yeah. Not okay. not necessarily quitters, but like, oh, it's not. Uh, I haven't been on Joe Rogan yet, so it's not working. <laughs> it's not out. booming. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Three out of ten people. I think that's a generous, generous guess. Like, yeah. like that's well, like fifteen percent is. I think that's so a conservative guess. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I think it's it's got to be somewhere between fifteen and and thirty. All right, all right. Hopefully, somebody has those numbers. I'm not yeah, hopefully up. the Bureau of Podcasts is keeping track For of all of specifically the demographic of <laughs> white guys in their 20s. Yeah, something like that. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Harry James Miller. And I'm Neil Van Cleet. And this is Big, Big Cat, Cat Comedy, Comedy, a serious podcast. A very serious podcast. A very serious podcast. Do you know what... Uh, when this video comes out, it's going to be National Pie Day. So, happy oh, National it will Pie be. Day. Harry. Happy National Pie Day. And today is 
National Mario Day. Is it really? Because it's March 10th, so it's oh. M-A-R-1-0. So you got to say hi Two to great Mario days. today. Yeah, honestly. I didn't realize it was going to be Pi Day so soon. I know. It snuck I, up on me. It does sneak up. <laughs> it does, what, are, what are your big plans for Pi Day? Uh, I have work. I'm okay. uploading this video, and I'll be uploading a video on my own channel. So okay. be sure to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll probably go to the the bodega and get one of those little mini pies. The boxed pies? Yeah, yeah. Don't you live kind of close to that one pie shop that we like? Do I? I don't know. I know that the, the grocery store near me sells good pies, but so maybe I'll get a real pie. There you go. The The pie shop that I really like is the one that's downtown, downtown, near the, the place that we help those guys move. Right. You know, that's not da- that's Hell's Kitchen. Oh, I mean, compared to where I live, that is downtown, downtown. That's true. <laughs> but like you also work, you work in the theater district. Yeah. So, I mean, Hell's Kitchen. Oh, is, that's true. So I could definitely I could definitely go and get a pie that right. day. Like a, a for real <laughs> good pie. <laughs> OK, that's what I'm saying. Uh, well, thank you for the thank yeah. you for the insight. Yeah, no problem. I'm a little <laughs> jealous, actually. Do you have any big pie day plans? I I plan on getting a pie, mm-hmm. get my hands on a pie. Uh huh. That doesn't shock don't, me at don't all. Don't know how, but, but I'll get my hands on a pie. Okay. If I have to make it, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Other ways. Yeah. Speaking of the theater district, yeah. did you see the big casting news this week? No. So uh, James Monroe Iglehart is leaving Chicago. Okay. Um. Because, you know, that he was only going to be there for a certain amount of time. Got it. And uh, here's, the, here's the headline. Broadway's Tony Award-winning, record-breaking hit musical Chicago welcomes actress and activist Pamela Anderson making her Broadway debut in the role of Roxy Hart. I did see that. I did see that. I'm, uh, I'm glad that stunt casting is back in a big way. <laughs> that's, my, that's my big takeaway. It's like, all right, Broadway's... Broadway has officially made its comeback because we're doing stunt casting again. <laughs> I don't think she's going to do a bad job. No, she's she's a performer. Yeah, I think she's going to do fine. Yeah. I don't think it'll be anything to write and, home about. But and it's Chicago. Like, people yeah. are going to go see Chicago. Chicago is one of those shows where, like, you don't really need to be a good actor necessarily. You don't even need to have a star in the show. No, I mean it's it's just an institution at this point. Yeah, it's so, like, yeah. But I I I do think that she will have a lot of fun, and I'm I'm happy for her for that. You know, I'm I'm happy for <laughs> her too. I know she. I'm pretty sure she wasn't thrilled with Pam and Tommy. Yeah, I saw some articles talking about that. How she felt she was unfairly portrayed, which is kind of funny to do, in like, because my understanding, having not seen it, was that it was about like how the release of that sex tape affected their personal and professional lives Mm -hmm. and like how it was unfair to her. And so to have her be like, this wasn't fair to me is like, okay, either they really just like over dramatized it and didn't actually tell what actually happened. And she's upset about that. Or they were just mean. And Hollywood's never mean. Yeah, no. I'm I'm hoping it was the former where they were uh, like more interested in telling a compelling narrative than telling the actual events of what happened, which is 
not the greatest thing to do about the lives of real people who are still living. Right. But I, I would prefer that to them just being like, so we're going to make this show. <laughs> yeah. And fuck the main character <laughs> in real life, huh? I don't like her one bit, so we're going to be mean to her. I know she was slighted in nearly every way. Yeah. So we're going to bully her. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to make sure she's slighted. Yeah. That was the big Broadway news I wanted to talk about. All right. Also, I was on the train when it got announced today. Overwatch 2 PvP beta coming at the end of April. Wow. Yeah. So you're going to be busy. End yeah. Of April. Oh, yeah, I will be. I am a little bit shocked just because it's been so long since we've gotten Overwatch 2 news. They literally in the tweet included, now it has been zero days since the last Overwatch 2 update. Uh, and I feel like that game was announced in like 2019, so it's been it's been years of just like ups and downs. And maybe something's happened. No, is it maybe no? But and and Blizzard's kind of going through it. Yeah, that's a whole other can of worms. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for a lot of the the lower level employees who are like trying to unionize and make their workplace a better place to work. I I very much support them in their endeavors to do so but yeah i'm i'm glad that there's finally an update and it's like hey you could play the game now <laughs> even if it only is just for a little bit yeah you'll get to play the game i'm i'm so excited yeah i think it'll be fun i'm i'm most interested to see how 5v5 changes things right because that is a Especially Big as yeah. someone who plays tank, yeah, it's it's gonna be a shakeup. It's a big one. It's but a big one. I'm excited about it. And people are gonna play the game. I mean, yeah, I mean, with that, and Microsoft is owns Activision Blizzard now, so they'll yep. probably push that product a little bit more. Yep. And the Overwatch League starts the fifth of May. All right. So that's nearly at the end of April. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it'll be, you know, a, a bunch of people talking about the game, and hopefully hopefully the beta goes well. Hopefully it's better than the first Blood Bowl beta. Because <laughs> yeah. that was a mess. It was a mess, yeah. They they have a way bigger team, though. Oh, for sure. Like, for sure. Undoubtedly, they've got a bigger team. And they've actually pushed it off, and it been really quick. Like, no offense, to the Blood Bowl team, but mm -hmm. the the people over at Overwatch are definitely putting in more. I in my like pushing it off, and I know the Blood Bowl has been pushing it off too. Uh -huh. There's a certain level of polish that comes with anything Blizzard right. releases, right? And uh, I can't say the same for. Is it Cyanide Studios or is it a different company they, now? They sold it, so it's oh, not. okay. Well. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Do you want to talk about your big Russell Wilson news? No. All right. I, it's still fresh. I don't mm -hmm. want to. <laughs> I'll just say I'm happy about it. Okay. I, I'm pretty happy about okay. it. Okay. I like him. Mm -hmm. Von Miller's hinting that he's going to go back to Denver. He he loves it there. I would find it so funny if he was like, yeah, I'm going to leave, win a championship, 
And then, oh, Denver's going to be good again? All right, let me go back. <laughs> that, and he, like, all his friends are in Denver. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's going to be a decent year for the Denver Broncos. It yeah. just means the AFC West is quarterback heavy. Yeah, Derek Carr is going to be the best quarterback ever to be the worst quarterback in a yeah. division. Yeah. <laughs> and I wish I could say I felt bad for him, but. Who knows? Maybe the maybe this will make the Raiders trade for someone. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Brady comes out of retirement and goes to Oakland. It, it would be to, very to much Vegas. like the Raiders to now pick up Deshaun Watson. Oh. Yeah. That's. That's such a Las Vegas Raiders move. Like a scumbag piece of shit thing to do. Because that's what they did with Antonio Brown. Uh-huh. Was it Antonio Brown that they picked up? I don't remember. That sounds right. <laughs> it sounds I, like something the Oakland I Raiders think would do. It was him. There was some wide receiver that did something scummy. Mm-hmm. And so his team fired him. And then the Raiders, the Raiders immediately picked, him, picked up. him up. Okay. I don't I don't think it was Antonio Brown, but I I do it, it was some scummy and I'm pretty sure it was a receiver. Uh-huh. Yeah. I hadn't even thought that they could do that yeah i know just because i'm assuming that deshaun he watson is done. never going to play he, sh- he should never in the play. same way that uh what's his name trevor bauer should never play baseball exactly. again exactly yeah. but i don't want to linger too long on sports this no. is not a sports podcast okay, okay this is a serious podcast i mean and sports are a laughing matter that is true that is true they are not a serious thing at all exactly <laughs> uh what do you do this week this past week. uh this past week i've you know been at work mm-hmm. been working been working on the new video uh played played some video games played some some breath of the wild mm-hmm. that was fun uh i watched the batman with you yeah we and did see the that batman. was great it was good um what what did you like about it i i mostly just like the vibes <laughs> I yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought that like the the story I thought was good having it mostly be Batman's trying to figure this stuff out. He's trying to solve these little riddles, and he's gonna have to punch some goons to get to where he's got to go. There's and... a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. It's there's... not just uh, the Riddler's being mysterious. Uh-huh. It's like there's oh, the Riddler, God. and there's Falcone, and there's the Penguin. And there's the black cat, and there's Commissioner Gordon and all the police guys, and there's just so much happening. And it's all linked, but it's also not. Yeah, and there's like an election that's going on. Yeah. And Gotham City is very much New York. Yeah. Which I appreciate. I don't think that Gotham is Chicago. And they didn't even try to hide it. No. Freaking Gotham Square (laughs) Park. That's so. Gotham Square Garden. You're right. You're right. Gotham Square Garden. Yeah. that, That was so fun. I was like, all right. Hey. Gotham is New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not even called New York Square Garden. <laughs> I also loved what Bruce Wayne's place looked like. His the mansion or the cave? The mansion. Okay. How it was so gothic. Uh huh. Just oh, and dark. Yeah. There's not Very a light dimly in that house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alfred walks around with a candlestick. In his little floppy nightcap <laughs> and gown going, Master Wayne. 
I, yeah, I, I thought the vibes of this movie were mm-hmm. immaculate. Yeah, Matt Reeves nailed it. Oh yeah, I I like that they didn't take it too like it's still kind of serious. Uh huh. Like it it exists within the world very well. Yeah, yeah. I I couldn't agree more. But did you hear of in Texas, in the Austin area? Somebody released a bat while they were showing the Batman. No. As a prank. <laughs> so, some, some hoodlum. Some hoodlum brought in a bat. Okay. Why? As a prank. It's a prank, man. I feel bad for the bat. Yeah, the bat definitely didn't want to be there. Bad portrayal of bats in that movie. Uh-huh. According to the bat. Uh-huh. It's, it's in the article. Oh, actually. it is? Okay. Um, but like they had to call animal control mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> one of the, one of the theater managers or something said, if you're not cool with being in a theater with a bat, leave now, but I'm going to turn off all the lights except for this one spot. So we can move the bat to this one light spot. Oh, but did that work? I, they caught the bat. Okay. And most of the people, <laughs> like they offered all of the people refunds mm-hmm. most of them didn't take it they just wanted to watch yeah, the movie i just can we just pause it and come back to it which i thought was everybody's like eh, it's a bat <laughs> <laughs> but also in the austin area the austin area bats are known to have rabies oh <laughs> so <this> okay <laughs> So did the person who brought the bat in contract rabies? <laughs> I don't know. And okay. I don't know if it was a rabid bat, but they mm-hmm. were like, yeah. yeah. Austin area bats are famous for their rabies. Okay. <laughs> and some dude just let it out. Uh-huh. Or really, I think he let it in. He did let it he in. He let it man. into the theater. But a great way to celebrate watching the Batman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, that's a little little uh worse than our interruption at the movie theater i would say i would rather have a bat than have numerous people walk down the aisles with the flashlights on their camera pointing at us and the seats like i i'm a i'm a huge like theater etiquette person whether it is broadway off broadway whether it's like a live show or Mm -hmm. a movie um, I try to do as little as possible to disturb any people around me. Yeah. Um, I get that, like, people are going to have snacks. Yeah. And people sometimes you drinks. really got to go. Sometimes you have to go, whether it's, like, you just got to pee. I really had to pee at the end of The Batman. Yeah, it's yeah, a long I under- movie. <laughs> I understand. If you got to go. You got to do the, the duck and run, though, where you just you get low, so you cover up, like, maybe the bottom third of the screen. And you move quickly. You don't turn the flash on your phone. Especially if you're leaving your seat, mm-hmm. you know you're heading towards the aisle. Mm-hmm. And w- regardless of which way you go, you will reach the aisle. And you'll know when you're there. So mm-hmm. you don't need your flashlight on to do that. But this person took the longest way out mm-hmm. and shined their flashlight in every single person's eye. Like it was intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if it was. It but it felt sure that felt way. that way. I flipped them off when they were turning yeah, I, back Yeah, I saw to you because <laughs> I was leaning back the whole movie. Uh-huh. And you couldn't. I was leaning forward because <laughs> I got a lump on my rump. So I saw you reacting going. I went, this? 
when they saw me because I feel like that's a perfectly appropriate thing to do to somebody uh-huh. is go 100%. what the hell yeah and then when their back was turned I went fuck you <laughs> <laughs> I and then the fight after the movie truly blows my mind it wasn't a it was an argument yeah but. the the people yelling at each other I don't understand at all because the way so my understanding of it was that it was between the person who was doing the flashlighting. And one of the people who was sitting next to us. Uh-huh. And the person sitting next to us had taken their shoes off during the movie and had them on the floor. Which, yeah, like, I you know, so. I'm not going to personally <laughs> do that. But I think that's, like, as long as you don't, like, start rubbing your feet on shit. <laughs> that, and as long as they don't stink. If yeah. Like, if your feet smell bad, if you, put the shoes back. Yeah. In. But... I didn't. I didn't smell any. I didn't smell feet. any stink yeah. at all. So if you just, you know, you want to take your shoes off, we're especially we're in the theater with the reclining seats. Right. You want to be comfy. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be a little extra comfy there. If you're gonna take your shoes off, I think that's okay. I don't think that someone should berate you, take pictures of you. What are they gonna do? Show it to the police? <laughs> yeah. Say this person took their shoes off in the theater. That's allowed. Right. That's not a crime. I checked. <laughs> and then they started dropping ableist slurs, and that was like, all right. Yeah. You are clearly the antagonist here. Uh-huh. You, like, for sure were to begin this argument, <laughs> but now... Now you're... You're just a garbage way in the person. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I... As soon as that happened, I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I... After that, I could understand a... Hey, you're an asshole for doing that. Yeah. And then going, uh, F you. Uh-huh. You got whatever. That's about as far as it should go, though. Yeah. Just, hey, you're a real asshole. Well, they were. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, they were very much the asshole. But, yeah. A, not as bad as a bat in the theater, but. N- no. No. Kind of batty. Yeah. Especially because they did it like during the climax of the movie. Yeah, that what that that's really, what really pissed sucked. me off. Yeah, if they would have done it like halfway through, while Batman's still just beating up goons and solving crimes. Yeah, that's like okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll see. I'll see yeah. Batman fight again. Yeah, I know more things are gonna happen. <laughs> Surely that movie moves at a breakneck speed. It is the opposite, and it's still so long. Yeah. Yeah. It's the opposite of Power of the Dog. Is Power of the Dog goes, okay, we're going to go real slow. Mm-hmm. Bing. Speaking of Power Bing. of the Dog, have you seen what Sam Elliott has said about Power of the Dog? I haven't. Se- I've seen headlines, but I haven't seen his official. I don't want to just look at the headlines and say that's what he, what he thinks. He, so one of the main things he's mad about mm-hmm. is that somebody from New Zealand, or no, it was filmed in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And he's mad because New Zealand looks nothing like the West, let alone Montana, okay. where the setting of The Power of the Dog is. Uh huh. I have never been to Montana, but I disagree. <laughs> right. I, I guess I've never been to Montana either. But mm-hmm. when I was watching it, I didn't think, oh, that's New Zealand. Yeah, uh-uh. I didn't see a bunch of Kiwis walking around. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't looking at. Uh, oh, there's the rugby team. There's the national rugby uh-huh, team. Uh huh. This takes me out. Oh, there's of it. Taika Waititi going. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody. <laughs> so I think that's just a bit ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then he said, 
All these cowboys taking their shirts off. That's not what a Western is at all. How they they're clothed most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. He, he So he thinks cowboys should be clothed all the time? What if they got I to take a cowboy so. back? I mean he's definitely being homophobic. Okay. Is that is that his angle? Or is he just being misogynistic because it was directed by a woman? I, I think that too. I think there's there's layers. There's layers of just Oh yikes. Uh-huh. Okay. But I, I really sat down and thought about it mm-hmm. and been like, okay, like it, do cowboys take their shirts off or just like <laughs> is being a cowboy gay. Okay. And I think it's one of the gayest things you can be. Uh huh. I mean, especially if you're a rhinestone cowboy. <laughs> exactly. But like, okay. So cowboys are dressed to the nines and leather. Okay. You have a list of why yeah. being a cowboy is gay. All right. Yeah. Okay. They're dressed to the nines in leather. Uh-huh. That. With other men. Uh-huh. Also covered in leather. Uh-huh. Not whips, but whips <laughs> with a hoop on the end. Uh-huh. And you do fancy tricks with these whips with hoops on the end. Uh-huh. They're good with ropes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I guess maybe being a cowboy isn't necessarily gay, but it sure is sexy. It's kinky. <laughs> it's kinky as all get out. And then you're mounted on a large, very muscular creature. Uh huh. And <laughs> I th- I think that just being a cowboy is just like there's so much eroticism built into the occupation. Yeah. That if only if you have a movie about a bunch of dudes doing it, at least one of them is bound to be gay. I, yeah, that's just. Statistics. I think that's yeah. Yeah, I think there's no getting around that. And in this case, it's the main cowboy. Yeah, I, I really like the power of the dog. I thought it was really good too. Do you want to say your line about Benedict Cumberbatch that you say whenever anyone brings this movie up? Sure, I, I think he he plays a different character. He he's usually cerebral. Uh huh. Very cerebral. Uh huh. And this one, he's not so much. He's not so much. And I think he did a good job. It was refreshing. Yeah. Which uh, I know it was nominated for Best Picture, uh, Adapted Screenplay, and Cumberbatch, Jesse Plemons, and Kirsten Dunst got nominations. But it got ten nominations, if I'm if I'm correct. Didn't the the younger boy also get nominated for supporting actor? I think that's very possible. Let me. Uh... I guess I shouldn't call him a younger boy. He's not. Well, he's younger than everyone else in it. Yeah. List of accolades received by Power of the Dog. Oh, it was nominated for a bunch of Golden Globes. Okay. Here's the Academy Awards. Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor. Yes. Cody Smith McPhee, an Australian actor, was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kirsten Dunst for Supporting Actress. Adapted screenplay, cinematography, film editing, original score, production design, and sound design. That's funny because we just talked to somebody the other day who said the editing was sloppy, they felt. Well, I didn't value that person's opinion very much. (laughs) So as soon as they said they didn't like it and they were like, yeah, it just, I don't, it was boring. I was like, okay, so you just don't like that kind of movie. Right, right. You definitely like things that move quickly. 
lots of lights. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think The Power of the Dog did great at establishing an aesthetic mm-hmm. and rolling with it. Mm-hmm. And and it still felt like a Western. Yeah, undoubtedly. But it added more layers to a Western. Like, I think it's so refreshing in that genre. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was great. Do you think it will win Best Picture? Not is it your pick for Best Picture. Right. Do you think it will win? Um... I'm trying to think. Uh, the thing is, licorice pizza might. Yeah. Because it's just so Oscar baity. Mm-hmm. Which makes me sad because that's your least favorite of the the movies you've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I know you're going to be upset about this, but I just don't think West Side will. I win. don't think it will win either. It is my favorite movie that came out last year, right. but I don't think it will win either. Yeah. And I don't think Power of the Dog will win either because it's too stylized. Mm-hmm. I think Licorice Pizza is a safe guess for what will win. Oh, camera's off. Yeah, I think Licorice Pizza is a safe bet for what is going what, to win. What else is nominated for Best Picture? Uh, Belfast, which I feel like just too few people have seen yeah not enough campaigning for it yeah which is the other thing about the oscars is like it really isn't what is the best film of the mm-hmm. year. it's what campaigned the best yeah who had the most lunches where you could take a picture with the star and right blah 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 which is the same for all award shows mm-hmm. disappointing yeah uh coda which i have not seen that that's the one i know the least about uh it is a it is a English remake of a French film. All right. Um, then I know Akoda is a hearing person in a deaf family. Right. So that's my knowledge of it. Uh, Don't look up. By the Adam McKay movie. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it. Okay. I've heard that it's pretty, pretty MSNBC friendly. All right. All right. <laughs> We just watched a movie produced by Adam McKay and casted mm-hmm. by Adam McKay last night called Fresh. Okay. It has Sebastian Stan in it. Uh-huh. And it's a it's a horror. It's it's it was fun. It was a really fun movie. Yeah. It's on Hulu right now. What's it about other than Sebastian Stan being so, scared? So Sebastian Stan is the antagonist. Oh, okay. And he's a he's a I don't want to give away the big Yeah. It, he's a doctor, and okay. he go, it's about modern dating. Okay, that's and it's called Fresh. It's called Fresh. Interesting. It's a fun, fun horror movie. Okay, I think I don't think it's like breaking any new ground anywhere, but but it's fun. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's fun. Okay, uh, Dune. I like Dune. I don't think Dune is going to win Best Picture. Absolutely not. It's going to win. I think Dune is going to win Best Editing. It did have. Because putting that. And maybe even cinematography. That. All the effects stuff. The effects definitely. looks so good. Yeah. Watching it, you're like, why do some movies look so far behind this? Yeah. I like. Especially like seeing the end of Shang-Chi. Yeah. Where it's like just a lot of gray and it still doesn't look great. And then Dune is like, we're going to do high contrast. 
and everything's like black or brown. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how good that movie looks. Yeah. It, it looks <laughs> really, really good. And like Marvel has a big budget. They have the biggest budget. So it's not like they don't have the money to afford the same thing as Doom. No. Yeah. I like Doom. I, I like Doom Definitely as well. won't Best Picture. No. No, I don't think so either. Uh, King Richard with Will Smith. I don't think it'll win Best Picture, but it could. But Will Smith might win Best Actor uh-huh. just as a... Hey, as you, you've done pretty good thus far. You've done a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, Licorice Pizza, uh-huh. Nightmare Alley. Okay, I don't think that'll win. No? No. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it, it was pretty good. Okay. Yeah, it, it just feels like each act is so separated. Uh-huh. And it's really slow moving. I guess Power of the Dog is also pretty slow moving. Uh-huh. But, but there's, Alley. there's definitely like a, a palpable tension yeah. in the slowness of yeah, Power of the Dog. Yeah, and it builds up. Nightmare Alley was fine. Okay. That's what I'm going to say about that. Uh, Power of the Dog and West Side Story. Okay. I, I still think Licorice Pizza. Really? Yeah. Okay. Maybe Coda. Uh-huh. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it. it. Yeah. So don't know. Yeah, I don't I, I think I would be the most surprised if Dune won. Yeah. I agree. Just because that, that feels like the most, like, Oscars. Or maybe not, because that's, of those movies, I'd say that's the most, like, popular one. It's the most popular, and like, but it's also the most blockbuster yeah. movie. And that's what the Oscars don't are like. not about. But I don't know. If it's Licorice Pizza, then I'll have to watch it. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to see all, all of, of those them. movies before the award ceremony, but uh-huh. I might not get to it. That's fair. <laughs> it is coming up, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's not this coming Sunday, but the next one. Or maybe it's the next, next one. I have no way of looking it up, so I don't know. Right. <laughs> we'll be held on uh, March 27th, so yeah. Okay. Next, next Sunday. Got it. Do you have anything else for me? To talk about? Yeah, because I still got a couple things. Okay, well, then you can say your couple of things. I have I have one other thing that I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. Um, but you can go first. So the other thing was, have you heard of these spiders that are set to take over the eastern seaboard? No. No? So That's where we live. Yeah. I know. That's why it's so important. This is a serious podcast, Harry. You're right. You're right. I and forget. spiders are set to take over the eastern seaboard uh-huh. where we live. That, uh-huh. So these spiders are about the size of a child's hand. And they're going to take over? So that's first thing. The size of a child's hand, okay? Uh-huh. They're also venomous. Oh, okay. Now I'm, now I'm scared. Oh, just you wait. Okay. They're also going to fly here. They're going to paratrooper in. Not even kidding. These spiders are famous for what's called ballooning, which is they're just, they're paratrooper spiders. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they can live. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah. They can live. uh, The reason they're going to just dominate the spider market of 
ecosystems is they can live in cold climates longer than oh, other spiders. Oh, okay, well. And the fact that they're just going to balloon right over here. Uh-huh. Also not great. But the venomous thing, I left a part out. Okay. Their teeth are so small that they can't... It said they usually can't penetrate human skin. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so we're a little safer. Uh-huh. But a spider the size like of a usually. child. <laughs> yeah, I love how the article said, mostly. So some people are definitely going to get attacked and venomed by these spiders. Yeah. Is venom the one where they like inject it into you? Yes. I, okay, okay. Yeah. I try to keep venomous and poisonous straight in my <laughs> right, brain. Right, No, they are venomous. Okay. Yeah. But. Well. Yeah, here comes these huge paratrooper they, spiders. When are they scheduled to arrive? Do they have a. <laughs> is um, there a Google calendar I can get on with these spiders just to know when to expect them? Know when to wear only long sleeves and long pants? It, ju- it just says like soon. That's ominous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this is from an informative article. Just yeah. saying, I don't know. But also sometime. the article was like, hey, they're not all bad, okay? What do you mean they're they not all bad? They sound terrible. The giant venomous look how spiders. colorful they are. Oh, that's kind of dope. But also, ter- like, they're letting you know. They're like, <laughs> I am. we are the stormtroopers. spooky dude. <laughs> Damn. Um. But, like, the article's like, they could do some good, like, be food for some things. It's like... For who? Like, yeah, they could be, like... <laughs> for the for the giant rats that live in New York? <laughs> yeah. I saw on a trash can the other day when I was at the Natural History Museum. Uh-huh. Said, let's keep uh, New York trash-free and rat-free. I said, why? Why take the rats out of New York? That's... Half of the charm. I was going to say, also, let's keep New York rat-free. Buddy, buddy, buddy. New York has not been rat-free, I don't think, ever. Ever. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. Now we're going to have giant rats, and the rats are going to get more giant because of these giant giant paratrooper venomous spiders. Okay. Good to know. Also, it said that the teeth aren't usually aren't big enough for pets either. So, like, pets and humans are... Mostly. Mostly. Safe. Okay. That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's very scary. Jeez. So just be re- like. I don't even know how you prepare for a spider I, invasion. I, I don't know either. Is this the viral marketing for Across the Spider-Verse? This is the next wave of. <laughs> COVID. They, they said the virus didn't do enough. Uh-huh. We're sending spiders We're now. sending venomous spiders. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What if the spiders get COVID? I don't know. Can I don't know. I always, whenever they're like six lions at the zoo tested positive, how often are they like regularly testing the animals for COVID? Swab a lion nose. Yeah. Are they like going through the poop? Because you can detect COVID in the poop. Are they doing Maybe. that? Are they asking them, hey, I mean, they, do they, you still have your sense of smell and taste? They are monitoring the animals For 24-7, sure. right? Uh-huh. So when they, you could tell when an animal starts to feel unwell. Uh-huh. And because COVID I guess was such so. a big okay. breakout, they probably tested it. I guess it that then. makes sense. I just always find it so funny when they're like, yeah, the lions got COVID. And I'm like, I hope the lions are okay. How the fuck did you know the lions <laughs> got COVID? Doesn't make any damn sense. All right, let's get all the animals through this <laughs> COVID testing line. 
a bunch of like all of the animals from the Bronx Zoo lined up outside of a city MD just going, uh, I got to be here. <laughs> that part the, of my work or the zoo was a testing site. And they're like, well, we got uh, leftovers. Uh-huh. Might as well test Might the well. animals. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, monkey. But uh, those are the big things I had to talk about. Let's yeah. let's go to yours. Okay. Um, the other thing, this is shifting topics entirely. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm glad to get away from the subject of. Giant uh, I don't think takeover. we're not heading in a positive direction. Okay. Well, um, this is the nightmare episode already. I guess so. Episode two. Uh, there's going to be a new opera at John Jay College called Emmett Till. Okay. Uh, you're you're familiar with. Emmett Till, the 14-year-old boy who was lynched. Yes. Um, Also familiar with John Jay College, which mm -hmm. is a... Criminal justice college. Um, I think that's why it's premiering there. Um, Oh. Yeah. It is about a 14-year-old boy who was lynched, uh, and his mother, like, had the casket be open uh, at at his funeral, Uh which was the first time that a lot of people saw, like, the actual aftermath of a lynching and didn't just like see it as text in a newspaper and that's why it was part of the reason why it was so big and why it helped change the conversation around like civil rights and stuff Uh um so uh in the opera this is reading directly from the playable.com article okay the story is approached through the lens of roanne taylor a young white woman who teaches high school science in drew mississippi Rowan is against Jim Crow laws, segregation, and racial inequality she sees around her, but remains silent. She is the opera's only fictional character and represents what Martin Luther King Jr. called the ultimate tragedy, quote, the silence of good people. So they're taking the story of a young black teen who was murdered. And centering it around a fictional white lady. Yeah, they invented a white woman. Yeah. To tell this story. To wow. tell this story. You know, that's that's just so American. Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, and a quote from the, uh, from the librettist, who is also a white woman. Uh-huh. Um, Emmett Till was murdered not far upriver from where I was a junior at Louisiana State University in Baton Rouge. No one in my largely white world would talk about what happened. A child brutally tortured and lynched. The breakdown of justice. White supremacy and Jim Crow ruled. Over the years, the pain of Emmett's murder continued to plague my heart. In 1992, I awoke one morning with a spiritual mandate to write a play about Emmett Till. I approached writing about him through my conviction that this tragedy is shared in the way that the tragic history of this country is shared. So it feels like it's just a lot of white guilt that she has is what compelled her to write this story about a different white woman who's not a real person. Right. Who also feels bad. Like right. you're not, not saying you're not allowed to feel bad when yeah. someone is murdered. Yeah, and you should totally be angry about that. Yeah. But that you don't need to censor yourself, center yourself yeah. in that story. Yeah. <laughs> Tell the st- tell the story. It, yeah, it's plenty telling. Yeah, it. I think it reveals more than enough. Yeah, in like very obvious ways. Yeah, you don't have to like dig through the subtext there. No, you don't have to invent a white protagonist <laughs> to tell yeah. the story. Yeah, 
Wow. So I can't wait for in three years when this gets turned into a movie and it wins the Oscar for Best Picture. Oh, that's <laughs> So I saw – you saw the Elvis trailer with me. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like that. It feels like they're telling the plight of African-Americans through, through Elvis Elvis's Presley. eyes. Uh-huh. That's what it felt like to me. And I was like, "Yeah, hey, Tom Hanks, hey, love you. Hey, Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> love you, man. I, I think it could be that. I think it also could be telling the story of Elvis, but telling a more honest biopic. Maybe. Where it's going, no, he did, like, he stole black culture. That's what Elvis did. It could be that. And so, like... I, that's not what I got from the trailer, Okay. Though. Is you got... It felt very much... We're going to tell the story of segregation in the United States mm-hmm. through the eyes of Elvis, a popular white man uh-huh. who was very successful. Uh-huh. Very successful because he stole from that very culture. Because he stole from that, yeah. I don't know. I, again, it's yeah. just a trailer. Yeah, it was just... But trailer people, bad job. <laughs> you picked the wrong parts uh-huh. to show me and cut them together in a way that I don't very much like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, it's just a trailer. But it is just a trailer. What were the other trailers we saw? We saw Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. The, like... DC trailer of they just changed a bunch of the release dates they did <laughs> I saw that yeah what else did we see there was that one French folk horror movie that looked good we yeah. saw Sonic 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 yeah. 2 yeah with Idris Elba with sexy knuckles uh-huh <laughs> yeah he said I'm not gonna do a sexy voice come and everyone on said you're wrong Idris you couldn't do an yeah. unsexy voice if you if tried. You tried. <laughs> Everybody wants to jump your bones, Idris. Come on. It's a. It's just a fact. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> it, it happens. It happens. Did you see that uh, Florence Pugh is going to be in Dune 2? I did see that Florence Pugh is going to be in Dune 2. But I've also... I, I don't know anything about Dune. But I've seen people talking about that casting and say that it's a similar role to the one Zendaya had in the first Dune, where she is in the movie. I don't think anyone would say Zendaya is not in the first Dune movie. Right. She is in it. However, she's in it for like seven minutes out of like a two and a half hour movie. Uh huh. I, I think it's funny that they got Zendaya, Chalamet and Florence Pugh. Because that just feels like the holy trinity of <laughs> older Gen Z bisexuals. Uh-huh. That's just like, tell me your three celebrity crushes. Uh, Zendaya, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, Florence Pugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can't disagree with you yeah, there. No, you can't. They're all Very attractive, attractive people. people. Yeah. yeah. But it's just funny that they're like, Hey, so who <laughs> look else who we got. Try, who else are they going to try and throw in? To, to and they also got crap. Oscar Isaac Daddy Evolution. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Pokemon. For the first one, yeah. 
They did get the daddy evolution. He's he's a father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to. I'm trying to figure out who else they would get if they're trying to appeal to that same demographic. Like I'm trying to picture one of those TikToks where it's like, sing along if you find them attractive. Uh huh. Um. Elizabeth Olsen maybe. Yeah. I think Sebastian Stan is in there. Yeah, I th- I think that's fair to say. I don't know. I'd I'd have to ask. Yeah. An elder Gen Z bisexual. Yeah. So I I've got some some people I can call. <laughs> we have plenty. I've people. got so, I got some calls I can make. I'll <laughs> yeah. come back to you with an answer here. All right. All right. <laughs> um. This episode is all over the place. It is. It is. That, uh-huh. That's okay. I'm trying to get better about setting up the context for things. Uh huh. I did not do that this episode. No, this is just nightmare episode. Uh huh. <laughs> we. See, this is nightmare movie episode. We talked a lot about movies. We did. We did talk a lot. Talked about a movies. lot about bad, scary things. Bad, scary things. Whether it be racism, or large venomous spiders. Yeah both bad yeah what what is your biggest nightmare um when i was a kid i had this recurring nightmare it didn't happen like like nights in a row but i had this recurring nightmare where like i would i don't even know how to describe it it was just like there was this evil man okay what did this do you have a description of the evil man evil only ever saw his eyes and his hand, kind of okay. like in Inscription. Got it. Which is a video game. Uh-huh. Um, context. Uh, and every time I would like, the dream was just, it was kind of like playing checkers, but not really. Like it was sort of like checkers, but in a dream. So like okay. the rules are different. I couldn't tell you what the rules were, but right. I, in the dream, I knew what I was doing. Right. And so like I would make a move. And then he would like look at me with his eyes and like counter that move in like a perfect way. And every time he countered me, all of my all of my skin would inflate a little bit. Ooh. And then he kind of and so I would just keep ballooning. Yikes. Until I popped and that's when I woke up. Oh, that's terrible. It was so scary. <laughs> that is bad. I had that and then I had the other nightmare I had was I would be underneath i don't think this is a real place that exists but i would be underneath princeton university <laughs> okay which i'm sure there there is an underneath princeton university right but i certainly don't know what it looks like yeah and it was like a bunch of like catacombs uh-huh. and there were werewolves trying to get me <laughs> <laughs> okay that was a little more goofy but yeah. on the zany uh-huh. side uh-huh. but i was still scared yeah, I mean, so scared. And I had the I had the classic, you're in the back seat of a car, and then you look to see who's driving, and nobody's at the wheel, and then you crash. Got it. I feel like a lot of people have had that one though. Have yeah. you? I haven't. Oh, okay. I, well, I I also haven't had like, the big ball chasing you until you. Oh, the Indiana Jones Boulder dream. Yeah, I've I've never had that. When one I took either. a psychology course, a lot of people said that that everybody has that dream. I've never. I've had never that had dream. it. I guess I'm just different, you know. <laughs> I got dreams about inflating while playing checkers. What on the inflate? Like sometimes when I'm so tired and I close my eyes, 
I like it feels like I'm going like blowing up and then shrinking down, uh-huh. enlarging and shrinking uh-huh. really, really quickly. And that like I have to open my eyes. It drives yeah. me so nuts. Uh-huh. It's scary. It, it's scary to be inflating. Oh, <laughs> and shrinking. Shrinking's not very fun either. No, I want to be the size that I am. Yeah, because I know it. <laughs> I I can do most things at this size. Uh-huh. Most things I I'd say I could do everything I need to do as the size I am. Uh huh. I don't want to be any bigger. I don't want to be any smaller. God, no, I don't want to be any bit. Like, <laughs> I don't even want to grow a little bit more. <laughs> then you'd have to be an actor who played. I think like in, in 10 years, you will absolutely be getting casting calls to play like retired NBA players. <laughs> like I was, I was watching uh, the first episode of the Showtime Lakers show on HBO. Uh-huh. And like I saw that the dude who plays Larry Bird and I was like, oh, yeah. Not now. You're obviously not now. Right. But, like, you could for sure play that role. (laughs) Okay. Like, for sure you could be Larry Bird. He's very, like, in the game, everyone, like, who knows him, like, about as a basketball player thinks he's, like, this this good, upstanding guy. But anyone who actually knows him behind the scenes, no, he's he's just, like, full of rage. (laughs) Okay. And I think you could do that well. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Thank you. Contain the rage and then... Smash your MVP trophy. <laughs> Do you like that show? I thought it was great. I thought it was really well shot. It, it looks like it's all shot on film. I don't think it actually is because uh, that's expensive. Mm-hmm. But it it's and there's like software. The, yeah, to... there's like a color grade over it and like a softness to all of it. And some of the shots like have the little like I don't know how to describe it actually, but like on the screen. There's that little like square on the left side. I don't know what that is, but I I think that's a film thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of that has that. Um, the fashion's great. Uh, the actor who plays Magic Johnson, yeah, is really good. Okay, especially because I mostly know Magic Johnson as a kid who grew up in L.A. as like older Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. So like I know that he was a basketball player. Right. And then I know him as part-time owner of the Dodgers and someone who's cool guy who shows up at events and all that right. kind of stuff. Right. And so to see an actor playing like a young Magic Johnson mm-hmm. where like you know his trajectory already. Right. And like you're seeing, oh, this is how he got there. Yeah. It's very cool. John C. Riley's great. Unsurprisingly. He never isn't. Um, and it's, it's produced by Adam McKay. So there's uh, some of those classic like cutaways talking directly into the camera uh-huh. and i think some of those work some of them don't for me okay. um but yeah i really like it i'm excited for episode two right on yeah and how do you feel this episode two went i feel like this is a good episode too yeah i, I, so I felt too. like we really we really showed what we're all about yeah, yeah. talking yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk talk talking uh i know my secret word of the week this this time uh-huh i didn't say it you didn't say it. I, I well, didn't say it nearly. Very a, secret. It, no, I, I did <laughs> say it. I know I said it. Okay. But it definitely didn't come out as much. Okay. As last week. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> there is not a single comment on that on the first episode asking if For they the sec- if they've guessed. It'll come. Word. It'll come. Okay. 
the people will want it is what you're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> if I artificially create demand, uh-huh. It'll be there. Eventually. Eventually it'll be somebody there. Somebody will nibble. Uh-huh. <laughs> Please nibble. I was thinking about talking this episode about the current MLB situation. Oh yeah. But you said no sports. But so that, yep, we'll too much sports it. this week. We'll save it for next week. Okay. I was thinking maybe that could be our first Chicago pizza. Oh, okay. It's getting okay. really into the nitty gritty of what everyone wants. How stupid yeah. owners are. How I just want to go watch some dang baseball. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we could do that. Okay. We could talk about baseball and rich people suck yeah i'm cool with that all right all right thanks for listening thank you very much hopefully we'll see you next week Mm -hmm.